dollar than network. Unformal debate is for entertainment purposes only. We're engaging in rigorous and uh, intellectually honest debate, but these are not necessarily our beliefs. We are just, uh, you know, for the purposes of information, acting these out. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Unformal Debate. Not informal, it's unformal. This is Raja. You might know me from the Uncredible Prophets. I'm here with my man, Danny. This is going to be, uh, we're going to try to do a weekly thing, but we'll come at you guys when we can with some relevant, newsworthy debate topics. This week's motion is, in light of recent events, should the U.S. government confiscate or limit high-capacity firearms? I am arguing in the affirmative, which means I am for the confiscation. Uh, you guys heard the disclaimer. This is not necessarily what we believe. This is just what we're going to argue for your information and entertainment today. And I am totally against the U.S. government confiscating any firearms from any U.S. citizen. Well, that's, you sound more extreme than you need to be for this debate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get to it. So uh, just a little background. So it's uh, July 9th today. Micah Xavier Johnson, so he opened fire on the Dallas Police Department during peaceful protests, right, organized by Black Lives Matter and other uh, groups uh, in light of uh, shootings of uh, uh, black men by police departments around the country, right, particularly Baton Rouge and uh, Minnesota recently. So this man, this individual, got to a high uh, a perch, sort of, he's in a, a parking garage Correct. with his individual rifle right i don't know how many bullets he must have had he shot 12 police officers killing five seven are still wounded right so the first thing i want to concentrate on is on high capacity so you have uh, various grades of firearms from 22s you know uh a 35 9 millimeter all the way up to a 223 which is what the famous ar-15 rifle uses whatever these rounds were i don't know for sure on what the guns are yet but if you can shoot from that far away where police officers are having trouble returning fire and police officers are having trouble identifying your location, the government should confiscate them and sale of them should be banned. I disagree. I mean, clearly you have a guy who was deranged. He wanted to hurt police officers. But we don't even know, did he have this gun legally? Let's say, for instance, this gun was not a legal gun. He got this gun off. Well, he's, he's, he's in the army, so I'm sure he had a license for these kind of things. He was, he's an army guy. I mean, this, that's possible. That's highly likely, right? But for instance, let's say it was from the black market. You can get this weapon through other means. You don't necessarily have to get it from a gun store. So whether the government would prevent this gun from being bought at a, a gun store or a gun show, people can still get weapons from the black market. And they could still, if terrorists or anybody who's insane wants to go and attack police officers, they can do that. Again, uh, the, the motion we're arguing on is, in light of recent events, should the U.S. government confiscate or limit high-capacity firearms? And right now, these uh, laws, these ordinances are left in the hands of states. So you have states like Illinois, where they have a huge problem with gun violence, where they have a proliferation of guns that the Chicago PD cannot deal with, but they have strict gun laws. Where do those guns come from? They come from Indiana. 
They came from Iowa. They came from rural backwater states where people can buy high-capacity firearms that are designed to kill people and designed to do nothing else. You can call it a hunting weapon. You can call it a defense weapon. But when they end up in urban areas, they hurt people. If we get what we want in this motion, if this motion is granted, the U.S. government would get involved. So it would be a federal law, red state, blue state, same laws. Well, here's the problem with the federal government. The federal government is the same government that had the CIA drug trafficking. This is the same U.S. government that failed miserably with FEMA. This is the same U.S. government that tested drugs on civilians. And these are the people we want to give all our guns to. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, when you say give all your guns, I, I, I think you're raising the point. This is uh, uh, you know, the conservative side of the argument. Nine out of ten issues is the U.S. government is, is incapable of doing its job with the laws we have on the books. Which, you know what? I will grant you that. Nine out of ten times it happens. That's why I don't want the government regulating which guns get on, which guns don't get on. We have, if we have a ban nationwide, things are, the confiscation process, maybe you have a point. In the confiscation, maybe the government could botch that. But if something is banned, it is banned. If we wait on the government to do something, if we wait on Congress to do something, that's where the, the ineptitude of the government comes into play when you ask them to differentiate uh, between different firearms, when you ask them to do difficult things, Barring and taking away, we've done that with alcohol. They didn't do it very well, but we've done it before. The shooter in Dallas was once a member of the government. So you're telling me we want to give this guy who was a member of the government more guns? Wait, I'm, not talk- I'm not talking about giving anybody more guns. It's just that individual citizens, right, should not be able to have, I guess, well, you know, to, to get deeper into high capacity, maybe something that's semi-automatic, Maybe something that has a high caliber bullet, like a two two three, like a forty five caliber, right? Like a fifty caliber, something that will threaten a police officer who's wearing a vest. Something that will allow you to have a shootout with the police. But the issue is essentially the only people who would have weapons would be police officers. Now you can have a handgun, you can have a shotgun, you can have a hunting rifle. Why are we limiting it all? You have a lot of civilians here who have weapons. They're that's, and they have a right to on the Second Amendment. They don't have any criminal history. They don't want to hurt anybody. I mean, whether they want it for home defense or they want it for hunting, for whatever purpose, whatever floats their boat, as long as they're not committing crimes, then that really shouldn't be an issue. And we shouldn't be focusing on crimes they might potentially do. We should be focusing on the rights that they have in the Constitution. And first off, if the government, so it would be law enforcement, I suppose, would have be the only ones with these um, these assault rifles. By the way, or when, when, we talk, when we talk about firearms. when we talk about high capacity firearms, um, you know, like Officer Dickey down the street, the street patrollers, they don't have those, right? That that's one of the issues is that you are now, if you are in possession of one of these, you are capable of outgunning police officers. When the police officers call for backup and ESU shows up, they're the ones with those guns. So you're talking about having regular people with guns that regular police officers cannot respond fire with. It's all in the same agency. The reason why they don't have it is because of the money. It's too expensive to give uh, regular street cops um, those weapons. But this, this individual was able to uh, overwhelm. The, the police were already there, right? The protest is going on. The police are keeping the peace there. And this, this individual was able to overwhelm the police before ESU came, before their robot bomb-carrying robot showed up. Mm-hmm. So they were able to... He was able to suppress them and, and, and eliminate five officers individually, right? Because in the beginning, they thought it was multiple shooters because of how effective he was. Now, you said a number of things that I want to unpack. 
So first of all, you said that this is a right people have, and this there's a legal uh, the laws exist to allow people to do these things, and that this is in the Constitution. Well, none of that is written in stone, right? We've had amendments overturned. So like I mentioned before, prohibition of alcohol. The 18th Amendment was the prohibition of alcohol. I think the 20th Amendment was the repeal of the 18th Amendment, right? So to, to, to so that you can no longer stop people from getting their hands on alcohol, right? So this is not something that's outside of the power of government to do. And we have a number of reasons to, to do this now in light of recent events. So you say for home defense purposes, you just did something else. I'm responding piece by piece. So for home defense purposes, why is a high caliber firearm better for home defense than a shotgun? If it's three in the morning, someone kicks your door down and they're there to hurt you or take something from you or affect you or your family negatively in any way. The best chance you have is something that, A, you don't have to aim too well. B, that is less likely to hurt you or your family. And C, that can be used in a daze in the dark easily. So having a, a, a two twenty three caliber, which, by, by the way, is, is, I don't know what, again, we don't know which weapon uh, the perpetrator of the Dallas attacks used. But the AR-15 is a civilian version of a military weapon. This gun was designed to kill people. This is not a hunting rifle. You know, and if you if, if this is your definition of self defense, I don't know if you're waiting for 50 ninjas to kick down your door. What could you possibly need this for self defense that a shotgun or a simple uh, handgun could not take care of? Well, that shouldn't be the U.S. government's determination. If a person feels that's what well, well, it is. It is the U.S. government's determination because machine guns have been outlawed. There are guns which not everyone can have. We've already made that determination. This is the government's business already. Well, that's a state-to-state basis. I believe in some... No, no, no. Machi- machine guns are federally mandated. Now, the AR-15 is considered a semi-automatic rifle. Semi-automatic, correct. Right. Th- th- these, are, these are new guns that gun manufacturers are finding ways to manufacture guns that, that do what these machine guns would do without fitting the legal requirements. So, But there is still something on the books where you cannot, whether it's effective or not, the U.S. government does regulate what guns you can buy on a federal basis. You cannot have machine guns. So already this is the government's basis. We're not talking about new limits. We're talking about stricter limits. And this is about the sale of machine guns. This is not actually possessing machine guns. Confiscate or limit high capacity we're talking about. No, I'm talking about the current law because... If you actually know weapons, you can change a gun from semi-auto to yeah. automatic. That's illegal, too. M- modification of firearms in certain ways, uh, uh, you know, like uh, uh, I think it's called overloading a clip, stuff like that, a lot, is illegal. A lot of that stuff is state, state by state. Like, New York is very strict state, and there's certain things that you can't do here, which you can definitely do in southern states, right. and, and gun states, quote-unquote gun states. Gun states, and, and that's why state laws are useless, because you can go to a gun show in Georgia, you can buy a gun in the parking lot without any background check or any, any being in contact with any responsible person who's legally required to identify you. You drive up from, to New York City, right? There's, there's no state borders. We don't check people going from state to state. So having states with their own laws makes it ineffective to prevent certain types of firearms from entering your state. The only way we can prevent these firearms from being used in attacks is a federal confiscation and ban on these types of weapons. No, let people have what they want. If they want to go state to state with guns, that's more than fine. Well, you can't have a nuclear weapon, right? You, you, you can't have... Bombs, yeah, nuclear bombs are definitely off the, the limit. <laughs> okay, but the, you agree there's a limit, right? There's no... Freedom does not outweigh the safety of all people. In regards to bombs, yeah, most definitely. And... Well, uh, the point about the, uh, well, you the can't, amendment... You can't, as I understand it, what's, what's the record shot? Somebody hit a, a, a sniper shot from a mile and a half away 
in Iraq, right? Whatever the record is, I believe it was a British sniper with a 50 caliber weapon, uh, heavily modified. I'm fairly certain you cannot have that in the United States. So we probably not. So we will have some limit. We have some limits on firearms. We always will have some limits on firearms. People's freedoms and, and the safety of people at large are always going to be at odds. We're always going to have to find a balance. There should be no limit. If I want to shoot a gun a mile away and I have a friend a mile away, see if I hit my target, that should be more than fine. In regards to the changing of the Constitution, that was an amendment that would, uh, was amended. So this is like the actual Constitution. The so, Second Amendment is an amendment. You know, but this, these are the original. So we have to be very weary about that. It sets precedent that we could change the Constitution. So if we start picking away the Constitution, then maybe we start picking away other rights that are already there. Well, we we have changed things. The the Fifth Amendment, uh, I believe it's the Fifth Amendment, has to do with um, due process and the federal government due process. So when the 14th Amendment was written, it extended due process to the states to prevent states from denying people the rights that the, the, the like, you know, in a, in a federal trial, you would have one set of rights. In a state trial, you would have another set of rights. And this was at the time of the writing of the Bill of Rights, which, by the way, was in the 18th fucking century. Nothing that was true then is true now. Nothing that was relevant then is relevant now. But the, they wanted the states, federal government, to have different processes and different laws. We've edified that. We changed that in the 19th century with the 14th Amendment after the Civil War. The Constitution is not a sacred document. Even its writers tell you it should change over a certain period of time. Jefferson is is one of the architects of the Constitution. He said we should throw it out every 25 years. Yeah, no, most definitely it was supposed to be changed, and it's not supposed to stay the same. And it should have changed at some point between muskets and AR-15s. But the founding fathers also were afraid of the, the tyranny of the majority, and the government having the weapons and having the power, all the power... And having not only the gun, but having the badge, having the right to take someone's life, that's what becomes very dangerous. And I just don't feel comfortable in... You lost that battle, Danny, because the U.S. government has what? The U.S. government has F-16s. The U.S. government has nuclear bombs. You can buy every gun that you're legally uh, allowed to get. You will not regulate. You will not check the U.S. government. If you if you read the Second Amendment as individual people are are have the right to arm themselves in order to deter tyranny from the U.S. government, the U.S. government is too powerful for any number of citizens to resist it. That means we shouldn't fight. We should still be able to fight. That doesn't change. I I, I don't think um, um a setup for civil war is is a good way to to have um um you know. Hey, Donald Trump is about to be president, sir. Well, let's say whatever happens. Okay, let's take the most extreme example. Donald Trump is president. He, you know, he does something crazy. Hillary Clinton is president. She does something crazy. Whatever happens, you cannot oppose the federal government, right? You you can, these ranchers in Florida and Oregon, and and sorry, in in Oregon, they come face to face with the police. They point their guns. If one of them had fired, you familiar with uh, uh, Branch uh, Dravidian Christians? They had a, a ranch in Texas, Right where they barricaded themselves in, they they uh, declared their land sovereign state, and it was run by uh, a, Jim Jones. Uh, no, uh, that, that, Jim Jones was Guyana. This is a man named um, David. This is Branch Davidians. It's a man named uh, I forget David something. It's a cult. It's a cult, and the U.S. government used a tank to knock the wall down and to go in and get these people. Just a couple of days ago, Micah Xavier Johnson met his end at, at a bomb held by a robot. You will not check this government with AR-15s. All you're going to do is shoot up malls and schools and terrify people. I'm not saying that the U.S. government is going to um, do something crazy, start attacking citizens. 
but we honestly don't know what the government is capable of. In Germany in 1940, it looked a lot different 10 years before. I don't think anybody thought it would get to that point. Well, I, I'm, not dis- I'm not disputing that. You're right. The government can do something crazy. The, go- the government can do something bad. But you having a semi-automatic rifle, that the types of that, that people, you know, that was used in the... Um, has been used in school shootings, what was used uh, by Omar Mateen in the nightclub shooting in Orlando, this will not hold back the army. You, because they will not be, you will not be able to shoot them in helicopters and planes because you don't have a rocket launcher unless you're saying that you have the right to have a rocket launcher to check the government's planes and automobiles. I mean, one person won't, but if we're united, everybody can have a fight. Look at Vietnam. They didn't have any kind of... Um Helicopters. You're, you're making it, my point for me. I, I do not want the American people to have the capability to become the North Vietnamese militia. I do not. That I think that's a very unsettling idea. If the government is not a government that should be in power, then we absolutely should. And now, the actual problem with all this gun talk is that it's really ignoring the problem. The problem between the police, the problem between the black community, the problem between um, mental health. People not getting the right services for mental health. First off, there needs to be comprehensive training for police officers. In race relations, there should be some kind of incentive for cops to be more educated, whether after they uh, finish maybe two years of service or their their school uh, student loans are paid. They should. You're absolutely right, Danny. Many issues are at play, but luckily we're not the only country on this planet. Other countries have racial plight. Other countries have differences with authority figures, but other countries do not allow their citizens to have weapons to let them carry out mass shootings and endanger the lives of thousands of people at a time. Australia had one mass shooting in the 90s. They haven't had any since because they took substantive instant action on the ownership of dangerous firearms. That may be a fact, but it's not written within the Constitution. The Constitution is a changing document. We can Just because the Second Amendment has existed for this long, at one point, if you were a black person, you were three-fifths of a person, according to the Constitution. This was amended. But there was this also was amendments that contradicted that at the same time. Um, it just needed clarification later. Well, even the Second Amendment itself is not super clear, right? So, a, a well-regulated militia. What's well-regulated about a, a Billy Joe going to the gun, gun show Without showing his ID, getting an AR-15, what's well-regulated about that? He's not a militia member. He's not registered. He doesn't have a badge. He's not qualified. He hasn't been tested. He's a guy with a gun. Yes, he's a guy with a gun, and he should have that right to have a gun. But is that what the Second Amendment says? It's unclear whether they meant for individuals to have firearms just for the sake of individuals to have firearms or if a militia, because at the time of the writing of the Bill of Rights, the reason the Bill of, the Bill of Rights was written at the behest of the anti-federalists, people who were afraid of the federal government imposing tyr- tyranny on the states. So at that time, they were thinking in terms of the states versus the federal government. In case the state wanted to secede, which actually did happen, hmm. or in case of um, the federal government imposing uh, uh, their federal laws on the states, this has never been about uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry getting guns and checking the government. This has been about, if, like, let's say the state of New York doesn't like something that comes down from on high, the state of New York, state of New Jersey, arming themselves, standing up and fighting a well-regulated militia. A well-regulated militia, in the modern sense, refers most clearly to the Coast Guard. It has nothing to do with individuals with firearms. And I'd like to speak to the, the purpose and effectiveness of these guns. Now, when you ask people, why do you have a gun, right? They say hunting. Unless you're hunting elephants, you don't need an AR-15. And again, these guns are are designed to kill human beings. These are combat rifles that are repurposed and rebranded for civilian sale. 
They do not make your home safer. 265 children shot themselves or someone else with guns carelessly kept in homes in 2015 alone. If you are in possession of a firearm, either outside or in your home, you are two times more likely to be shot, either at your own doing because of an accident or because someone takes your gun or shoots you or because you mess up and shoot another innocent person in that encounter. Having a firearm on you does not make you more safe. And even if that were the case, you don't need anything more than a shotgun to protect yourself and your home. Well, another issue is why do we have to confiscate? There are smart guns now that have been on the market and they're only getting better with time. Basically, a smart gun is activated through fingerprints. So only you will be able to use it. No child will get their hands on a smart gun. Nobody, if um, they break into your house and happen to get their hands on your weapon, will be able to use it. There's other ways to live peacefully, have guns, and not have these terrorist events happen. We have 300 million guns in this country. Step one to a future that you're describing where every gun is a smart gun would be confiscation. It would be a, a, a process in which you trade your old guns in for new smart guns. You don't have to confiscate. You just make it that going forward, the only gun that could be purchased is a smart gun. Well, guns last for 200 years. If, if, you, if you take clean care them, of them. If you clean them, maintain them, treat them well, they last forever. It's impossible to confiscate all the guns as well. I, I don't think anything is impossible. I think the U.S. government finds a way to collect taxes from everybody who made $5 in the entire year. They will find a way to trade it. First of all, if you have a gun, hopefully you're licensed. So there is a list of people who have these weapons. Well, the war on drugs is going fantastic. Well, the, the, the war on drugs is a failure for a number of reasons because you were asking the government to parse what should and shouldn't be legal. In this case, we're, we're not even talking about repealing the Second Amendment. We're talking about a specific type of firearm that is capable of, of causing a certain amount of mayhem. If they couldn't stop drugs in what has been 40, 50 years now, they definitely won't be able to stop guns. The black market is way too out of control. The borders are not being watched carefully enough. It's just not even feasible. So why would we... Why, why would we even try to go there? Again, we're talking about a federal ban. If, if we have a federal ban on any gun, for instance, that is an AR-15, that fires a two, two, three round, then you will not be able to have it in Indiana and bring it to Illinois. You will not be able to get it. Its existence will be illegal. Okay, you might have trouble getting it back, but there will come a time when these guns are no longer available for sale, for black market sale, or possession in the United States. That's the goal we're talking about in light of recent events. It's an impossibility. Cocaine is banned federally. We're not allowed to have that. You can get that on every street corner yeah, but in the you're not, urban community, and you can get the guns as well. But we prosecute people who purchase cocaine, who sell cocaine, who traffic cocaine, who move cocaine, who deal in cocaine, who launder their money. So we make it harder, which is all the government can do. You can never totally outlaw something because the outlaws will always do it. But we are allowing people to go into not gun shows, the parking lot of gun shows and come in possession of firearms that allow you to walk into a, an elementary school in the middle of the day and kill 50 children ending only when the shooter wanted to shoot himself. This is the reality in America in 2016. This is unreasonable because of something that was written in the late 18th century. They had muskets. They, didn't, they did not foresee this. They didn't have airplanes. That was unreasonable because a guy with mental health wasn't given the right services he was supposed to be given. It's, it's not about the gun. It's about the shooter. Every time, it's always about the shooter. But the sh the, if the guns didn't exist, look, every country has crazy people. How many countries have as many mass shootings as we do? None. We have the most because we have the most access to these guns because we are in love with antiquated laws that deal with muskets. 
Well, it's a combination of things. It's a combination of our culture. American culture is very violent compared to these other cultures around the world. So this is something that we've grown up with. And then other countries that have the same socioeconomic um, situations, very similar to the United States, they might be handling the way they deal with the mental health uh, population a little bit better than we do. While you're right, a, a, a knife attack by a person who is mentally disabled would look like a few stabbings, you know, God forbid, maybe a little bit more. Once Even a handgun, they would kill a certain number of people before their clip runs out. A semi-automatic rifle that you can reload instantly, that you're allowed to have. This, this man, um, uh, Micah Xavier Johnson, the shooter in Dallas, had so many clips that were falling out of his pockets. Whether he came in possession of those legally or illegally, they exist legally. You can go down to your local Walmart, certain parts of the South, and come in possession of a dangerous rifle. This is You're talking about the violent culture. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? If you take one, you cannot eliminate the culture with an act of Congress. If you take the rifles away, you are limiting their ability to do damage, whether they have mental health, a political gripe, or they just they want to shoot somebody. If you have to shoot one bullet at a time, if you have a smaller clip, if you have a lower caliber gun, your chances of surviving a shot with a twenty-two are infinitely higher than with a nine millimeter, a forty-five, a fifty, and especially a two-two-three. Listen, if this maniac wanted to make pipe bombs and put them all around, he he definitely could have. Pipe bombs are easily made at home with all legal substances. There's a, there's a reason you can't buy a pipe bomb in the U.S. You can build one. You can get directions for them. The Anarchist Cookbook and other books that outline how to do these things are illegal. Can we prevent it from happening? And, and, and is there, it's going to be a perfect world where this never happens? No, but it's the U.S. government's to do as much as it can. It's the U.S. government's job to do as much as it can to keep its citizens as safe as reasonably possible. We cannot give up because it's not going to go 100% our way. The American government has only been arming its police more and more so throughout the years. And it's linked to racism. It's linked to going after the minority it's, community. It, it's, li- it's linked to more dangerous shootings. It's linked to San Bernardino. It's linked to events like... Uh, the, the Orlando shooting. No, it's linked to the drug, uh, the war on drugs, which is then back linked to black people. The Black Panthers, they were in favor of arming themselves against the government, and this scared white people. It scared the government, the police forces, and they only became more militarized. Well, after 9-11, even the smallest towns in, in America have armored vehicles, attached machine guns. They have uh, emergency units, ESUs, they have access to the firearms and capabilities that e- even with the current laws, you cannot possess as an individual. There was a shootout in Hollywood, famous bank robbery. They had high caliber rifles. They lost. So this idea of checking the government, of defending yourself from the government, guns are not the way to go. We shouldn't be going after citizens. We should be going after the terrorists. Well, sometimes they're one and the same. Omar Mateen was a citizen. He was born in Queens and he was a terrorist. He was capable of becoming a terrorist because he came in possession of the firearm he asked about buying these guns and the gun the owners of the store say we're not comfortable selling to you we need you to leave okay he goes to another store he gets the gun he 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 carries out the attack there's no system in place from stopping someone to buy these firearms when he's he's been identified as a suspicious person the laws we have on the books are not enough to prevent these attacks you can buy this gun on the market if someone wants to walk into a mall and start shooting what is there to prevent them Omar lives in Florida. There's a lot of things coming through Florida's border. If Omar had a crazy plan where he wanted to shoot up a nightclub and kill hundreds of people, I 
don't think he would have stopped if they didn't sell guns in the store. He would have sought other means. He would have went to the black market. And the black market will thrive just like the drug market thrives in America. And there would have been ample opportunity to catch him doing that, catch the people selling it, catch the people bringing it. At every step you take an illegal step, the U.S. government is there to take advantage and lock you up for it. I don't think that's the case. And definitely, why should we be targeting these people? This is one particular guy. How many gun owners are in the United States of America? And this is one maniac. And there's plenty of signs along the way. His ex-wife has made accusations against him, which clearly point to this guy being a maniac. And there was other people who encountered him throughout life who said he was very strange. There was other ways we could stop maniacs. It's not the gun. It's the culture. It is... Definitely how they were raised it is what they see on TV. That's what needs to change. But again, that's not something we can feasibly do. We cannot write oh, a law. This is something that has to change throughout time. There's only one thing we can do on paper to shut these attacks down, and that is limiting the access or eliminating the access to these weapons. I'll give you the last word. A madman is going to be a madman, whether there's guns legal or not. He's going to find a way to hurt people because that's what he wants to do. What we have to do is we have to give the mental health services to the people who need it. And then we will stop eventually, as time goes on, the amount of terrorist attacks and innocent people getting murdered in this country.